0: finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to you're Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to another mini episode. Mini. Happy Friday, Happy guys. Friday.
2: I saw a Trump-Pence bumper sticker on the way here. <gasps> oh I paired up and ready. Yeah, on the 170 on the way over here. I was like, what?
1: That's weird. It was like
2: taped on there.
1: That's strange. Like I, it was covering something else. I have know? seen... The occasional Trump sticker. One time when I was in Burbank, there was a Confederate flag sticker at that Vons by your old house. Yeah. On a truck. And I was like, that is so strange.
2: Yeah. Because,
1: listeners, we live in Southern California. Like, you don't see that kind of thing very often at all. So it was was definitely a shock. You live
2: in, like, a bubble, except for that one time where people said that my bumper sticker was trash.
1: I mean, you get the occasional, like, idiot, but it's not like... Anytime I see anything that's, like, pro-Trump still, I'm kind of taken aback by it still. Yeah. Did you see that really funny but cruel comment we
2: got on <clears throat> the, like, Die Mad About It post that you made? Uh, I
1: don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe, maybe like, I've
2: seen it. It's totally this, like, 14-year-old boy, because I clicked on the profile, but he said, Girls are some hoes. All they think about is having sex, but sex is ec- uh, S asterisk X. Oh, honey. While while we guys are
1: worrying about our school grades and getting into college. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, sweet baby angel. I was like, what? <laughs> When when has that ever been the trope that, like, know. women are the ones who, the girls are the ones who are obsessed with sex? Yeah. I mean, I do feel like that's also negative in that, like... People don't think that they are. That women, that they think that girls don't think about sex yes. ever, which isn't true. Girls yeah. definitely think about sex, but so do boys and having this kind of narrative that either one of them is more, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is something to be said about going through hormonal changes and like men have more testosterone and all of that stuff. But like, what a weird, weird flex. Weird weird. flex.
2: It's really weird.
1: Uh, Should we jump into the news? Do you have anything terrible? I don't have anything terrible. Me neither. Me neither. It's very True. weird how usually we have like lots of terrible things or like nothing really. Yeah. Bad. Should I go first? Sure.
2: So, a progressive group uh, is asking Congress to investigate Brett Kavanaugh.
0: Oh. Did you hear about this? No.
2: More than two dozen groups sent a letter to Congress on April 11th urging an investigation to Justice Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation process and the numerous controversies around it. The letters show that they intend to press Democrats to use their new majority status in the House to reopen the issue. The letter asks for inquiries on the allegations of sexual assault. The letter states, Senate Republicans made a mockery of their constitutional responsibility to provide advice and consent on the president's nomination of Justice Kavanaugh, and the American people deserve to know how and why the process was such a sham. The public is just as entitled to a thorough review of Justice Kavanaugh's record now as it was before he was elevated to the Supreme Court, and no whether allegations against him of sexual assault and perjury have any factual basis. So it also asks for them to look through Kavanaugh's tenure records from the George W. Bush administration, his personal financial debt um, that he had previously disclosed, which the White House says was due to basketball tickets and home improvements. Shocking. I know, right? I'm like, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, The letter was signed by women's rights groups, environmental advocacy groups, Demand Justice, which was one of the groups that led the campaign against Kavanaugh's campaign, and Mason for Survivors, which is a group of students at George Mason University, who are protesting the school's decision to hire Kavanaugh to teach at the law school.
1: Well, I'm really happy that this is happening. I think no matter what, we should always be pushing for this kind of thing. So in that respect, I'm really glad that this is happening. Um With that said, it's not going to go anywhere. Like, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. It's very clear and obvious that he perjured himself. I mean, I think that any layman watching the proceedings could very clearly see that he was perjuring himself. Um, That was very apparent. So if they didn't care about that then, I don't think that this is going to do anything.
2: Right. I mean, they are thinking now that the Democrats have the House that it may make some difference. But for me, honestly, I'm not thinking of it as a positive in a way of that something could change. For me, I'm looking at it as a positive of the fact that the story is being brought up again. Yes, I
1: agree with that. I think it's important not to um, let it go or forget yeah. about it. Because that's, that's kind that's of really what important. happens with
2: our news cycle because so many yeah. bad things happen that we tend to be really, really angry and very invested in something and then the next thing comes along and we kind of forget about it. And I like that, you know, in some way it was brought to our attention again and um, I think that that's going to take that's going to create more, like, change in the long run. Yeah. Rather than immediate change.
1: Yeah, I do think it's important. I think it's, I don't know, I'm such a pessimist nowadays when it comes to thinking that there's going to be any substantial changes, but like you said, I don't know that that's really the point of this, because, you know, we've been asking for Trump's tax returns for how fucking long, and we still haven't gotten them, and that was one of the things that when the Democrats took the House, we were like, oh my god, we're finally gonna get to see these things, and um, they've really been dragging their feet on it, so... You know who knows it's it's such a bizarre weird mm-hmm. thing to think about because we are so close to the 2020 um election and we've not seen a lot of headway or progress on these things that we thought we were going to get resolved yeah during this president have you
2: looked into that guy what's his name pete go 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 or something oh Trevor uh, Noah. judge yeah, yeah. Trevor Noah did a really interesting bit about him and how his last name is hard to pronounce and then how, like, there's, like, no dirt on this guy. He's, like, it's almost suspicious. He's, like, like
1: the cleanest candidate I from what him. I've heard. He's, yeah. He's my favorite right but now. But he hasn't put his name officially in, has he? I thought he did. Oh, did he? Okay, last I heard, he was toying with the idea but hadn't put it in yet, Sa- so... He
2: sounds pretty, like, enthusiastic okay. about it. Awesome. awesome.
1: Um, yeah, I mean... I love him. I like him, too. I'm... And I know we've talked about this before, but, like, I am a little... I'm getting kind of candidate fatigue already, where I'm, like, there are too many people running. We need to not have this many people, because I am feeling it in my gut that it's going to split the vote. And I'm very worried about it. Right now, and not to, like, throw anyone into a rage, but right now, uh, the numbers are pulling, like... Trump is going to get reelected. <gasps> it's something that everyone needs to ready themselves for. With that said, I don't really trust polls anymore because yeah. they fucked up the 2016 election. And, you know, in addition to that, I think that people are really underestimating, at least I hope they're really underestimating the young vote, the Gen mm-hmm. Z vote, mm-hmm. which is something that didn't exist. There's a lot of people who came of age, um, you know, up to voting age in the last four years. Yeah, there's also a
2: lot of Trump supporting Gen Zers in certain parts of the country. There are, but
1: I think in general, I think that each generation is getting progressively more liberal. I agree. Um, So we have to just We have to just hope that that's what happens. We need to come together in solidarity, and we all need to show the fuck up, because what the people on the right have, that the people on the left do not have, is that they show up. Yeah. (laughs) They show up. Uh, So that is uh, something that we all need to take very, very seriously moving forward. And everybody, just whatever happens, vote for the candidate. I know, (laughs) Don't write in Bernie. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Do you want to talk about the update on Varsity Blues? I don't know it. Tell me Varsity about Varsity Blues? The Aunt Becky case? The college, oh! college cheating scandal? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. There are updates on the college cheating scandal, which is the Varsity Blues code operation. Is there not a movie called Varsity Blues? There is a movie okay, called Varsity Blues. Okay, because that's what... I haven't seen it, but when you said Varsity Blues, I was
2: like, I don't know it. Like, what are you talking about? It's a movie, about? yeah. I know, but i never seen it. So when you said that, I was like, what are you talking about? But Beyonce? the F- the
1: FBI investigation is called Varsity Blues. I know that is. I know. I forgot. Okay, so um, Felicity Huffman took a plea deal. Okay. She went in. She looked appropriately contrite- and upset and, and wrote a very long apology about how she knows everything that she did was wrong and she feels really ashamed and, you know, okay, fine. Okay,
2: that's a good way that's to go about it. That's fine. It's
1: a totally fine way to go about it. Um, and she, she went in, she took a plea deal, she did it in a very different way than Lori Laughlin and her husband, where they were, like, going in like fucking celebrities, signing yeah. autographs, doing all that. She went in, just her and her lawyer straight in, head down, kind of got it. Did her thing and got out, yeah. But there is a huge difference in their crimes in that Felicity Huffman paid fifteen thousand dollars to have her daughter's SAT scores corrected. So she falls into the mail fraud category, whereas Lori Laughlin and Massimo paid half a million dollars to get their kids into USC, which lands in the money laundering category. Got it. So they're kind of in different brackets uh, which could land them different amounts of time in jail. So, Felicity Huffman took the plea deal. She'll likely serve four months or less in jail. Damn. Probably less because yeah. rich Felicity white lately white yeah. lady. Um, but Massimo and uh, Lori Laughlin, if they take a plea deal, are looking at two years mm. each if they take a plea deal now. They are quaking in their boots right now. Obviously, I would be too. Mm-hmm. And they're faced with this kind of decision as to whether or not to take the plea deal. Because mm-hmm. if they take it, they're facing two years, mm-hmm. which you know they don't want to serve. No. Or they could risk to- going to trial, and it could either land in their favor if it goes up against a grand jury, or not. And if it doesn't, they're looking it be at more jail time—a whole lot more time. What
2: do you think their egos? are gonna do
1: because I feel like they both seem like they have huge egos you
2: know what I mean like that's kind of what it seems to me like their egos are gonna be like we can take this to trial and we'll get no jail time why not do that yeah look at us
1: we're we're rich we've gotten away with shit for so long
2: yeah
1: um but I don't know I mean I don't know I just don't see them putting their tail
2: between their legs and being like yeah, I did this. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I don't see them wanting to accept any jail time at all. Yeah. You know, I don't think that they feel like what they did is really wrong. No. I mean, and let's be honest, if they go to jail, even if it's two years, I don't want to be in jail anywhere, but they're going to go to rich person jail. It's yeah. not going to, like, they're going to be in, like, general pop with everyone else. Yeah. But still, it would suck. Yeah. I would probably take the plea deal. She's not going to be able to be on Fuller House anymore. Oh. Is
2: she? I wonder what's happened
1: with that. Aren't I think she. I think they. Is the show still they going? They cut ties, I'm pretty sure. I think the show is still going. I okay. think they cut ties with her. I know Hallmark cut ties <laughs> with her. Uh, Olivia Jade is not talking to her parents because oh, she's they not? ruined her life. Oh, my yeah. They ruined my life. Mom and dad, I hate you. So um, it's, it's an interesting conversation to have because. There is a, every time this happens, people are like, fucking bury them under the prison, which I get because there is this outrage whenever rich, white, entitled people yeah. continuously get away with this kind of thing. And we juxtapose that with, for instance, there's this black mom in Connecticut who is in prison right now for 12 years. Mm-hmm for lying about her address to get her child into a better public school. Oh yeah. And she's serving 12 years. And That's so such when you hear things like that you're like fuck this. These people need to be punished um equally or more. And the Daily Zeitgeist made a very interesting point where they were talking about because that's my instinct, too. I'm like, yeah, fuck this. If communities of color are being prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for something bullshit, stupid thing, like trying to give their child a better opportunity, then they, these rich, entitled people should be punished as harshly. But they made a really interesting point in that, or maybe no one should be going to jail for this. Like... Maybe I mean money laundering and mail fraud, yes. Like those yeah. things need to be punished. But maybe instead of being like, Well, this woman got twelve years, so you have to serve the same amount of time, maybe get that woman out of prison. Oh yeah. Like I she totally shouldn't think... be in
2: prison at all. Right. But I think that what you're thinking it's the same it's the same line of thinking, both ways, I feel like. Because yeah. you want there to be equality. Right. One way or the other. So either give the woman who lied about her address to get her kid into a better school and Lori Laughlin the same level playing field. That's all you're asking for. Right, and
1: put it on a sliding scale because forging your address on an application is not the same as money laundering $500,000 and tax fraud because yeah. that, that's what they've done. Yeah. It's like tax fraud because they wrote this shit off on their taxes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not the same thing, but it is one of those things that I think we as Americans, especially because we have this, like... Um, Our justice system is so focused on punishment. Yeah. And I think we all need to kind of, like... And it's impossible to do because of how shitty it is right now. But Mm -hmm. if we were to, like, wipe the slate clean and rebuild it from the ground up, I think we need to take a step back and, like, look at our laws. And not put it on this scale of, like, punitive (laughs) justice. yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you want to talk more about the law? Yes. Guess who wants to be a lawyer? Oh, no. Uh, I don't know who... Kim Kardashian West... Oh, of course she does. ...is studying to take the bar exam. Of course she is. She revealed in an interview, I believe with Vogue, that she is studying 18 hours a week to prepare for the bar exam and could be a lawyer as early as 2022. Oh, my God. She has been an apprentice with a San Francisco-based law firm since last summer.
1: You know, I have real mixed feelings about this. I I, do, too. As I do about... The Kardashians in general, which I know we did an episode on, but I kind of wish we had waited to do that episode because I feel like I have so much more to talk about them now than yeah. I did when we did that episode. We could do a part two. Um, because I have mixed feelings about this. Because on the one hand, on the one hand, I'm like, you know what? Good for you. We're always complaining that the Kardashians don't don't do anything. Right?
2: She's actually studying. She wants to get a career. And I think that's great. And that they
1: don't use their platform for anything positive. Yeah. And so if she can use her platform for something positive and do something good with it, then like, good for her. You know, on the other hand, just my knee-jerk response is like, ugh.
2: I know. Max was like, can you imagine 10 years from now, Justice or yeah, Justice Kardashian West. What if she's great at it? Like I, that's you know? what I was saying. I'm like, well, I mean, her father was an attorney, um, so this and is, her mom clearly has good negotiation skills, right? Like it or hate it, you I know? know, right? So she said she's always been fascinated by criminal criminal law, and she was inspired by working to free Alice Marie Johnson from prison last year. Sure. She met with Trump to discuss Johnson's case and Johnson's life sentence for a nonviolent drug crime and and was successfully commuted. She said she was able to explain to Trump why Johnson's sentence was unfair. Now she wants more legal knowledge to be able to make more change in the criminal justice system.
1: Well, I'll withhold my judgment because I'm like, like, if if you can do something good, then good. A big part of me is kind of like, good for you, girl, like that
2: you're going to spend your time doing this. But here's kind of where it gets a little bit like dicey. Just not dicey. Just, like, it's probably not going to happen. So she doesn't have an undergraduate degree or a law degree. Oh. But in California, a person can become a lawyer if they pass the bar exam after a four-year apprenticeship with a lawyer or judge. Oh. Right? Interesting. Right? I was Uh, like... I'm like, anybody
1: want to, like, let me be an apprentice? I know. Like,
2: I could be a lawyer. So the California bar exam is notoriously difficult, and last July, when the, when people took the test, only 41% of people passed. Oh, I
1: know. I, my cousin has, like, she took it once and she's got to take it again. Yeah. She said it's horrifying and difficult. And
2: most of them attended law school. (laughs) Yeah,
1: she attended fucking law school. And she's having a, the worst time.
2: Yeah. And people who are doing it with Kim's method, only 3% passed.
1: Oh, yikes. So, (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Oh, honey. It's her new project. She just wants to see where she can take it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Not to like underestimate her, because who knows how smart she is, really. Who knows? But if she passes on the first go, I'm going to be like, who did you pay? Did you yeah, do, did, exactly. Did you do an Aunt Becky did here? Did you do
2: an Aunt Becky? Because. Girl, have you been chatting with Aunt Becky? Yeah. Did she
1: give you a heart-to-heart? Suspish. Um, Okay, so the last thing I have here, which I kind of love, so Beyonce is bringing back her Ivy Park athleisure wear line, which I love some good athleisure wear. Oh, I was like she, a fraud
2: wearing athleisure wear because the ath part, I don't...
1: Oh, I don't give a fuck. Every time I'm wearing, like, you know, workout leggings and a sports bra, Anthony is like, did you work out today? I'm like, I sure did not. <laughs> <laughs> I ran errands in these clothes yeah. because they're comfortable. Yeah. And I don't
2: care. That's why they're athleisure wear. Yeah,
1: I'm chilling in these pants. <laughs> so she is relaunching her Ivy Park line, and she was going to partner with Reebok... She went to all of these meetings, she sat through all of these presentations, was basically kind of, like, down the road um, on signing on the dotted line to pair with them, which would have been a very big deal for Reebok, of course, and she was in a meeting... She kind of, like, took a step back, and she said, is this a team that would be working on my product? And somebody said yes. And she responded, nobody in this room reflects my background, not my skin color or where I'm from and what I want to do, and backed out of the whole thing. Praise be! Because, and I, I think that that is so fucking important. I yeah. think it's important to support, like like I was saying, in the job that I'm doing, Right now, and the company I work for, which I won't get into or talk about, but, like, all of the heads in these rooms are white men, and yeah. they tend to hire people who look like them, and so they're ta- they're making money off of these people of color, right, who, like, yeah. come in and can make big money for them um, without putting the money back into helping those communities of color. And Beyoncé yeah. has notoriously... Which cover was that? Was it the Vogue cover where she hired that, like, young black photographer? Yes, yeah, I believe it was Vogue. It's really important for her. It's clear that it's important for her. A lot of her background dancers are, are black background dancers. Yeah. She really wants to uplift her own community. I think it's so amazing. I think it's really cool. And so she did end up signing a deal with Adidas. Okay. So the Ivy Park line is coming back uh, with... Adidas. And
2: I'm never going to be able to afford it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, there's that. So if anybody I wants get to Venmo me some money I for... Get
2: Target athleisure <laughs> wear.
1: Yeah, I get Forever 21.
2: Um, <laughs> Where the pants rip after like yeah, that's 10 that's that's about my pay grade. The thing with Forever 21... Is that if I ever wear their, like,
1: leggings or anything and I bend over even a little bit, it's like, oh, there's my butt. Oh, you got to get the, like, the cheap leggings. That is what happens for me. But you got to get, like, the thick ones in the workout section that are actually, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. Those ones are good. You actually have to drop
2: 20 whole dollars. 20
1: whole dollars on, like, thick ones. We have to do an episode
2: on ready-to-wear clothes soon.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Because that
2: shit fascinates me because I buy that shit even though I'm like, I feel like I'm selling my soul to the devil.
1: Oh, but we, we all do 100% it. 100% are. I'm cheap. I make barely any money. We poor. Like, yeah. this is how
2: society operates. I make like, less than a teacher's salary, people. I mean, like honestly, what I,
1: I need to get good at shopping at thrift stores, because that's really what you should be doing, is Girl, reusing clothes yes. that already exist.
2: Buffalo Exchange, even, like, the surplus um, Urban outfitters. I store. I know, it's all right
1: here, right here, yes, you know, you near my house. You used to live behind it. I know, I used to go there all the time when I lived close by. Yes,
2: I only, I love a good Crossroads Goodwill. is good. Crossroads is amazing if you go down
1: um, Ventura. I, I've been to that one. Yeah. And here's the thing, like... You and I are also really lucky in that we live in a place where the thrift stores are good. Good. Like, there's really good shit in these thrift stores. Oh, you just have to have take to the say, time to look for my it. My
2: mom in Minnesota would find some dope shit.
1: My mom would find good stuff at, th- she loves thrift stores, but it takes yeah. so much time. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm lazy. And yeah. I realize it's not an excuse because, like, Forever 21, H&M... All of these, you know, fast clothing companies.
2: Excuse me. Sorry. If there's something, like, specific that you want or that I want, and I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to find it at one of these three stores. You know what I mean? I'm going to go to, like, H&M Forever 21 or, like, Cotton On or something like that. But if I'm just, like, looking to shop and, like, I don't really have a specific idea of something I
1: need, I'm like, I'm just going to go to thrift stores.
2: We'll talk about it more on Yeah, we'll have another
1: episode. Um, that was quick. Yeah, we did a real quickie. That was a mini. Yeah. But I do want to urge you guys, we have been getting some more coming out stories yes. in our inbox. Thank you guys so much for um, those of you who have written in. Mm-hmm. We love getting your stories. We're so excited to uh, put that episode together and share mm-hmm. those with you all. So if you have a story that you've been wanting to share, um, please send that in to us. You can totally remain anonymous if that's what you want. We've gotten some uh, where people have even written them in under different different... different names and said, like, use this name instead of my name Mm -hmm. uh, when you share my story. And we're totally cool with that as well. So if you have any stories that you want to share, we're also looking for motherhood stories and fatherhood stories.
2: Mother's Day is a month from now.
1: Yeah, so we really, really want motherhood stories. And we'll put a call to action for that on our social media as well. But yeah. you can write those into us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a good time over there. If you use Instagram, it's a party. give us a follow. That's where most of the action is. So you can follow us at Feminist on Instagram you can also find us on Twitter at Yamp Podcast, Y-A-N-F. Y-A-N-F Podcast. We also have a Facebook business page and group page. You can leave us a review on our business page or on Apple Podcasts. We love getting reviews from you guys. So much. Uh, so please do that if you haven't. It also helps us out a lot from a business standpoint. It really does. So if you're thinking like, I'd love to like, help up their business a little bit, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts specifically or even just a rating if you don't have time yeah. to write anything out. That's fine, too. I get it. We're all really, really busy.
2: But or yeah. I just have anxiety around that shit because for some reason, like, writing Yelp reviews and podcast reviews and stuff, I don't know what it is. I'm just like, I can't get myself to do it.
1: I can if it's, like, an anonymous thing. If I'm doing it, sometimes I'll do it for, like, other podcasters and I know that, like they know who I am and mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to say the right thing about your podcast. Yeah. But we promise we're not judging you. Not so. at all.
2: Especially when you say nice things. We love nice things. <laughs> it can never be bad. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. With all of that being said, we encourage you to, to rage rage on. on. Bye.
0: Hey, it's Mae Whitman
2: and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton
0: with two layers
2: of bones.
0: Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No, she was sent here anonymously.
1: Mm -mm,
0: Not she. They,
2: maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this.